Hello everyone and welcome to Rad Chat, the multi-award winning first therapeutic radiographer-led oncology podcast. Welcome to a bonus episode in collaboration with the MR Linac Consortium. My name is Jo McNamara and I'm joined by fellow host Naman Joel Anderson. Hi everyone. So we're really excited to share this collaboration to showcase patient experience, clinical practice and research around the use of the MR Linac. So I'm really excited and pleased to introduce our guest, Damien Garland, who will be talking about his lived experience of cancer and having treatment with the revolutionary new MR Linac. So Damien, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I'm so glad someone who's had lived experience and kind of really experienced everything that we've been talking about um, for weeks on end um, in real life. So thank you so much. It's my pleasure. So Damien, do you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself? Um, if you're happy to, a little bit of information about kind of your cancer journey and what you've what you've experienced. Absolutely. Um, I'm 62 years old. It pains me to say that. And basically, um, last February, I got ill um, and I ended up at uh, St. Hillier Hospital in Rose Hill. And it turns out I had a little problem with my heart. Uh, and then I, I was discharged on the 3rd of March. I still wasn't great. I was very lucky to have a very, very good GP who um, suspected there was something else going on besides my AF heart. Um, I was a lot of infection and I'm afraid to say I was suffering a lot from ignorance. I didn't know what a PSA blood test was and as my infection came down and I was still going to the hospital for bloods, my GP asked me to come up after surgery. As he was concerned, he examined my prostate, said it was quite enlarged. Uh, he then invoked, like I think it's called a 10-day rule, where I went to Epsom Hospital for a biopsy. And then I went back to my GP and he told me that it was cancer of the prostate which um, basically shook me to my knees. So I then uh, I, I met with a consultant in the hospital and then I was referred to the Royal Marsden in Sutton. I went along, um, drank lots and lots of water and then loads and loads of more water and nothing happened. As I was going for a flow test, I was there for I was almost an hour late for my outpatients appointments. Uh, eventually, that was all good. And then I went down and I met um, uh, Dr. Alison Tree, who'd been my consultant. And she put me at ease, uh, which was excellent because I, I was really, really inside falling apart. And then she um, told me about the Hermes trial. So... A couple of days later, she phoned me and I said, yes, sir, I would be delighted to go on that. And um, I was just, I didn't know anything about the Hermes trial. Uh, I wasn't aware of that the prostate cancer is can be and is inheritory. It turned out it's on both sides of my family. And she explained what the trial was, what, what procedures we would have to go through. And then... Soon after, well, that uh, that evening, um, she prescribed some tablets for me. And then we began the treatment. 
and followed that after about uh, so many weeks I had started having the injections and then we went to the radiotherapy uh, which I was quite nervous about but had no need to be nervous from the first minute I walked through the door you meet a host to tell me where to go but they actually bring you you put at ease everybody in radiotherapy was absolutely wonderful and I just can't emphasize how nervous I was but it was nothing to be nervous about uh, so we began radiotherapy uh, I was explained it's a longer session than a normal one uh, and again everything was great it's a little embarrassing after the first one because when I was coming out of the machine I couldn't get up so I had these these lovely people trying to help me get off this bed and it just went from a thoroughly positive experience getting better and better with each visit everyone was so kind so helpful explaining every single thing as you were inside the machine they were telling you we're going to do a scan now this will take two minutes this will take 10 minutes we're going to start treatment at this time so you were fully informed as you went along it was absolutely brilliant i suppose with your friends or family or anybody else heard about prostate cancer or what the symptoms could be yes yes um fortunately or unfortunately as you, depending on how you look at it um we seem to have had a lot of cancer in our family um unfortunately my father got it when i was three months old in the, and when i was six he passed away and that was 1968. i've got a cousin i've got i've got a lot of cousins <laughs> i got a cousin who's eight years older than me and um he sort of became my unofficial dad and about seven years ago he got prostate cancer he was um unable and unwilling to talk about it to close members of the family when i phoned him to tell him what i had been diagnosed he was absolutely brilliant he just he got a little upset and then he told me that um on the gleason scale he had scored quite high and had to have his prostate removed and what that entailed and the recovery and uh he told me he said all i can say is what i've been through so he said if there's any way that you can have radiotherapy rather than surgery go for that if it's possible and um we talked about we both didn't have any symptoms and the symptoms I, he said was you're either up all night going to the toilet or up all night desperately wanting to go to the toilet and was unable to and I didn't have any of that nor did he so um, he, he's been a great help and support and we, we FaceTime because he's down in Somerset these days and we, we tell you how's it going how's your treatment how are the injections are you doing this you know are you getting the the, the um the hot flushes which i do um not as much as he does thank god but um yeah he's, he's been a great support along with i'll say it again the, the everyone at the royal marsden fantastic support and you know you don't realize how much you need it and how much you rely on it and it's just been absolutely wonderful so up until um 
well, a little bit of a funny story. My last radiotherapy treatment was on the 19th of September last year. It was my birthday. So I get into my little modest gown that doesn't really fit. And as I came out, there was the team, radiotherapists, um, Alison Tree, another doctor, and they all sang happy birthday to me. So off we went, had the treatment, and um, I had a phone call a couple of weeks before Christmas from Alison. And she gave me some great news that um, the last PSA test came back, I think off the top of my head, it was 0.02. So absolutely brilliant. And I go back for some more bloods in, in March. And touching wood, really, really happy, really. And, and that's all where we are up to now. I encouraged you to get involved in a research trial because... You know, you were saying that you were really yeah. nervous, which a lot of a lot of people are when they're kind of referred for radiotherapy. But on top of the nerves, you then thought, oh, I'll go into a research trial as well. You know, what was going through your head as you were kind of processing the information and what led you to that decision? Um, I, th I think it was down to Alison, Alison Tree. Um, she sat me down. We had a really good discussion. She explained what the trial was. Um, and how the um, data and information would be shared and used. And um, it, it just, I don't know, it just ticked the boxes with me. It was, um, I don't know if it's a man thing, but we seem to be very painfully unaware and unwilling to go to doctors for help, advice. Where I work, it's, it's, it's a lot of males there all terrified of needles and out of maybe 150 guys four have gone for PSA tests because I, I asked where I, where I work you know can I advise them to go and get a PSA test and they let them go I can't I can't I can't bear it well nobody likes a needle you don't have to look and that at the Royal Marsden They've got the new centre, the Oak Centre open there. And you get, you have your blood, you don't even know you've had a blood test. It's it's so good, so professional, so quick. So um I was I was a little bit um annoyed that as a man we don't we don't get an invite to go at fifty, I think it is in this country, to have a uh, have a PSA test. I never knew. And luckily, ladies are, are invited along for their mammograms and their smears. And that just bugged me a little bit. So I thought I'd try and do something to make it, people more aware. Because we're not aware. As, as men, we're just not aware. And uh, I found there was guys who actually had prostate cancer at work. And they never talked about it. No one knew. And I think, you know, if you can be more open reassure people and in my mind if you can get there as early as possible i was just lucky i really was lucky you know get there have a psa test and then can catch it early fantastic doesn't always mean you, you've got cancer you can get you know the thumbs up you're great you can move on and i was just convinced by Alison that the way forward hopefully, 
it's it's with the um the Hermes trial. So that's where I'm at. I have to say, hearing you talk so nicely about uh, my colleagues as well is amazing. It gives us pride in our profession for what we do, working with people like you, trying to get you through some of the difficult times of your life. So, yeah, I'm glad they sang happy birthday. Yeah. Well, you know, just not rubbing salt in the wound. I had to go for um, blood then to the Oak Centre. Booked in, I, it was very, it's always very busy there, but I just booked in that reception and uh, one of the receptions went, oh, my God, it's your birthday. And they all sang happy birthday and people were joining in. It was really embarrassing, but great. So, I mean, the, the whole support there, I, I, I thought there was a camera. Someone was filming me. It must be a joke, but it wasn't. It was just brilliant. But, the, I mean, the whole support system is, is so good. Really, really good. It's, um, I, and I think that's what you need. You, you need support and, you know, people who who are you know like yourselves this this is your job this is what you, you know what you're doing and um the, there was it was a little age gap thing where they put you inside put your earplugs in put your headphones on what music would you like to hear as so i would say heart 70s and when we came to oh i've never heard of that song before oh it's a real banging tune and I, that's why that's why i was growing up and uh, yeah, it was just great. It was you were very put at ease. You were very relaxed, and you just felt you know you were in good hands. And I was, and still am. Have had an MRI scan before? No, I'd never had anything like that before. I I barely had been ill before. I broke my arm when I was nine. I think that was. Um, that was it. Oh, I had an accident uh, where I lost the top of a toe um, in, in the eighties. That that's my my uh, hospital experiences. So I had a few X-rays. That was it, but never an MRI scan. Oh, I had to have a um, a body scan when they first diagnosed and put the dye in. Had never had one of those before. Again, all good, all positive, and I can't thank everyone enough. Uh, so yeah, just wish we could make more males aware that it's a good thing to go and have done, have a blood test done. I didn't realise how important and what you can tell from bloods. Just, just amazing. It's blown me away. Damien, as you were one of the few people who's been on this beautiful, shiny, expensive machine, what was your experience of it actually being in the machine? How long were you there? Was there any challenges that you faced? Um, the, the only challenge I faced, really, was I, I couldn't couldn't get off the machine or get out of it on the first time. I was all right after then. So what it was explained to me was uh, and what my cousin went through. It was five days a week, something like 15, 20 minutes a day, where with, with the trial, uh, it's, it's two hours. And after about an hour, you come out, um, you can go to the toilet, you, you drink two more cups of water, and then go back in. Uh, like I said, the, um, you, you listen to the, to the music, and thankfully, which, you know, I, I've never had it before and I wasn't aware, but the, the team are talking to you saying, we're going to do this now, we're going to do that. 
This one will take 10 minutes. This one will take 15 minutes. We're going to start treatment now. So you, you were fully aware of what you were having. Um, it was fine being in the machine. Uh, I seem to recall there was some sort of air con that was on my face, keeping me cool. And then, um, oh yeah, of course you had the um, little um, tattoos so, so they can measure you every time. And uh, that, that was fine. And it was just a total, total positive experience. And uh, luckily, I'm, I don't really have any, any inhibitions. So it, it was all good. And, and the music was good too. <laughs> and did you get any side effects at all from the treatment? None, none whatsoever. In my head, because I, I was, again, ignorant, I thought I'd be feeling some sort of tingling and burning and... You, you seem, I don't know that you know people with urban myths or anything. I didn't feel anything. I just, I just lay there, listened to the music. Some, some type, it brought me back to like when I was sixteen or seventeen, and I was thinking, oh yeah. And all of a sudden, that you're, right, you're coming out now. Everything's fine, and then off you go, holding your little gown behind you. And um, if I went for bloods, so I went for bloods so, or. I went home and it was fine. And it was like, I lived something like about six to 10 minutes from the Royal Mars. And so it was perfect. And and they've got two actual buses that go in and so you can get there easily from public transport as well. The whole thing is so well sort of planned and organized. So is there anything now that you're kind of experiencing as a consequence of having the treatment? Nothing whatsoever. Oh, yes, I lied. Um, during the phone call I had with Alison just before Christmas, she asked me, have I noticed that I've put that I've put quite a lot of weight on all of a sudden? I said, actually, I have. And is it the 20 Kit Kats I have a day? And she said, no, it, it's it's your, your injections, your treatment. And I was going... Oh, it's, it's, you know, thank God. I thought it was, I do like a kick out. I don't have 20. But, um, yeah, that's the only thing. A um, little bit uncomfortable. Bit of a large tummy now. Um, but that that can all go away. And, you know, apart from that, I haven't had, um, I've had, you have follow-up calls. Um, I think it's like 10 days after you've been in. And, uh Again, really, really nice person on the phone. They ask you how you're feeling. Do you have this? How, are you having trouble to go, you know, passing urine? Or um, do you go to the toilet? You're in a hurry or you can't. And again, touch wood. I'm I'm just fine. I, I don't get up. Then time I get up to go to the toilet is when I get up to go to work. And I, I don't know if it's because I'm lucky or the way the trial is moving. Um, I've actually come across people when I go out to um, uh, for work and I have to go to the public's house um, that used to work at the Marsden and they know about the trial and they're saying, you know, this this is the way forward and I'm so pleased, you know, you're looking really good and you're, you know, fantastic. And I think, how comes we don't know about this? Or I didn't know about it. And like I said, a lot of the guys at work, they can't even talk about it. It's all like, oh, taboo. No, no, we don't go there. But no, I, I've had no side effects at all. 
apart from talking too much. But I've always had that. Damon, you've touched on some really interesting points around mental health and sort of men's health specifically and how stereotypically we don't always like to talk about things. Um, and yeah, we, we may not necessarily feel comfortable even talking to each other about it, let alone our friends and family. Is there anything through your work or what you've noticed for your own experience that you hope to take forward into trying to improve that? Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the guys I met at work, he's in his late 50s, 58. Um, and and we're, you know, we, we see a lot of the other outside of work too. He just said to me, I, I can't go through what you're going through. And if I get it, I don't want to know and I don't want treatment, I don't want this. And I just, every time, you know, I'm with him, I just say, you know, maybe, maybe you should. Hopefully, hopefully you don't get this, but if you should, You've got to just not just think about you. You've got to think about your family and um, think about, you know, is it fair to them? When, when maybe you just need, like, like what I've been, I've been really lucky. Maybe that's all that you'll need. It doesn't mean, you know, you might, you, if you do have to have the prostate removed, then you do. But to say I'm not going to even go for a blood test. So I'm always in his ear about it. And even today, just before I was leaving work, uh, the general manager went past his office and he leaves his door open. Oh, come in. How are you doing? And his father had prostate cancer. He's the eldest of three boys. And they go for, um, it's it's inheritory in their family. They go for tests every so, I don't know if it's every two years or whatever. And he, he's, he, he's been very, very pro and it's anything you need. And, you know, we're here to support you. And he always asked, you know, what was this trial you're on? How's it going? You know, you, you look you look really good. And and I said, yeah, well, I can't, as I said earlier, I can't tell you how positive the whole experience has been. I'm, I don't know what anyone else's experience has been, but mine is like, you know, if there was 11 out of 10, it would be 12. Is there anything that you think from your perspective and your experience that we can do to change people's perceptions of talking about prostate cancer? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how we can do it, but we definitely need to do it. As I said, my cousin, who had his prostate removed, I think seven, eight years ago now, he, you can even ask him how he was doing. Because he goes, I don't want to hear about your friend who's had it or someone you know, because I'm the only one that, at the moment that's got it, and I don't want to talk about it. But the minute I said to him, I've been diagnosed with it, he he all of a sudden just went, turned 360 and he said, I, I'll try and help you all I can. And and I think we're not good as men at opening up. And we, we, don't, we, we don't take on board that we need help. I don't know if it's a macho thing, I really don't know. But um, I've, I've been horrified how we just turn our backs on the smallest thing and all of a sudden it escalates because we we just didn't do anything about it but i I don't know what the answer is i wish i knew i wish we can be more open and um where where i work in the in the male's locker rooms come toilets there is there is stuff about men's mental health there is Strangely enough, before I was diagnosed, 
there is um, um, notices about prostate cancer, size of a walnut. It means this, you must go this, and it's all good stuff, but no one, no, even I didn't take much notice until it happened to me. And I happened to be in the locker room and went, how did I not see this? But the I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if it's um, having more forums. Uh, it's it's just I just keep coming back to the male thing. It's it's so they don't seem to be able to deal with emotions. Or I think if we could get um, oh here we go uh, at sixty, I got um, through the NHS. I got a, uh, a a test kit for bowel cancer, and again at sixty two. And we did all that and moved on. So I was thinking, okay, maybe it's expensive to send a letter out. Could they not email, text? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to get to get a you you know fifty now. You you need to book your PSA blood test. And if you need support from, I don't, I don't know, I don't know the, um, where we get the support from, but you know, I think we do need it. We can't just ignore it anymore. There is um, like uh, there's the Man Van, which is I think run by the RM Partners Cancer Alliance, and the Royal Marsden, which goes out into specific communities to try and capture people around shopping areas or you know wherever they are going about their normal daily lives, but to discuss these sort of issues and problems. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever come across that. No, no, I haven't. Um, no, I'm just thinking about that. The, the thing where um, I, I, I came across was um, one of the guys at work, he did, he did basically, I work for Waitrose, who's owned by John Lewis. And they, they are really, they do um, work with, um, and they have Macmillan, uh, in, in in the in the canteen and you know they do the things um and james was um he went up i think to head office for, for john Lewis, i think victoria and he was six months and that and they, they're very into that but he, i've i've sat upstairs um having a coffee and i've just seen them come over but this is the, the guys coming back in and they just thought oh i'm not getting involved in that but they you know I don't know why. I, I just wish there's a little switch we could turn on and say, look, even if you don't get it, it's good to be aware. PG Damien in the man van going round with a megaphone. <laughs> yeah, coming. <laughs> PSA for here today. Yeah. Okay, you've even got a slogan. Well, yeah, you can have PSA for today and live for tomorrow. I'm sure the Marsden and Alison will put that on a T-shirt for you as well. There we go. <laughs> Sandwich board. I could walk around with it. Well, Damien, we've reached the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your experience. We really, really appreciate it. Um, we always end with top tips. Um, is there a top tip you would give for anyone who's recently been diagnosed with prostate cancer? Have faith in, in the process because the you know, it's it's absolutely wonderful what we can do today. When when my father died in '68, we didn't have any treatments whatsoever. And what I've experienced is, with, with you know a, a lot of loving and caring from 
total strangers in, in, in the hospital. It, you know, it gets us through there. Don't, don't, don't ignore it. Don't, don't give up because there really is hope, real, real hope. And, and it's, it's a massive thing, um, not only for your body, but for your mind as well. Be positive. That would be my, my number one thing. Oh, thank you so much, Damien. Great piece of advice to finish on. So thank you all for listening to Rad Chat. Your hosts today have been myself, Jay McNamara, and Nam and Jolka Anderson. If you're utilising this podcast for CPD purposes, consider the reflective questions posted along with links to resources and literature that we've discussed. To receive your accredited CPD certificate, please complete the form linked with the podcast. Make sure to check out all the wonderful social media posts that we have alongside these episodes and continue to listen to the other MR Linac Consortium series. So thank you for listening and take care.